This is the Coffee With Podcast presented by the Women's Ministry at Reclamation Church in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. Today we'll be having coffee with Leanne Stanley. Along with her husband, Josh, she leads the young adult ministry here at Reclamation. And today she'll be sharing her story with us. Hey, Leanne, thanks for being here. Excited to have you joining me and to share your story. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited too. I know um, I mentioned just now in your pre-podcast bio that you and your husband, Josh, lead the adult ministry here at our church, which is a growing ministry. I feel like it's just thriving. And whenever I talk to the young adults that there's just impacts being made there. And so that's so encouraging. But um, I also think it needs mentioning that you are very enthusiastic RC Kids ministry <laughs> volunteer. <laughs> and I know that that's something that you really enjoy and that the kids really enjoy as well. And God's using you and Josh to pour into the lives of all the young people at our church, not just the 20 somethings, um, young adults. So I am personally super grateful for that as I have a very excited five-year-old who, almost five-year-old, who loves to have in class. So super grateful for you and for Josh being here at the church and the impact that you're making. And even though our husbands are pretty good friends and spend a lot of time together on the disc golf course (laughs) and at the church in the office, and you and I have spent some time hanging out together and we've had some really good, deep conversations I don't think I've really heard like a fully comprehensive testimony. So I'm really looking forward to hearing like all kind of those pieces fitting together and how the family you grew up in and when you connected or when you gave your life to Christ and how you met Josh, like all those things kind of coming together. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think a good place to start would just be the family that you grew up in and kind of some of that context for us. Sure. So um, I have two brothers. So I'm one of three. I have an older brother and a younger brother. So I'm the middle child. Um, And I actually grew up in a small town in Canada, um, (laughs) which was great. It was actually so small that it doesn't qualify as a town. It's technically a village. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, I think about the fact that I'm technically a villager in my origins, which is... um, It takes a village. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So... uh, When I was uh, four years old is when I actually told my parents for the first time that I want to go to heaven with you guys and I want to be with Jesus. That's awesome. And so they explained to me what that meant that, um, you know, the full gospel, not just about heaven, but about sin, about what Christ did. Um, And so I accepted Christ kneeling next to our plaid, very 90s sofa (laughs) in the family room. That's awesome. Yes. So um, as you might have guessed from that context, I grew up in a Christian home Yeah. um, and it was wonderful. I mean, my parents were truly exceptional, I think, at instilling in us a love for the word. And I'm just so grateful for that. Um, And I have a lot of early memories at church growing up. um, A lot of my friends were through church, um, especially during my homeschooling years. Sure. Um, I did Awana. I did Bible quizzing. Mm -hmm. So it was really um, such a wonderful household to grow up in. And I feel very you know, blessed when I reflect back on that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, And then after moving to the U.S. um, in high school, I had a Sunday school teacher who um, taught me to love the Old Testament in particular. So, you know, I had really a wonderful, wonderful foundation, I feel, to draw from um, of all these people who poured into me. Um, I went to youth group. I went on mission trips. I kind of checked all those, you know, growing up in a Christian home boxes. Um, But... 
you know, as a teenager, I felt a lot of the time that my testimony was lacking because mm. every testimony that I'd heard at that point was these dramatic stories of rescue yeah. of, you know, I was deep in this horrible life situation right. and God brought me out right. and I felt guilty. I felt, yeah. you know, I've had this wonderful upbringing. Mm. Um, I don't have this dramatic story. Um, and I felt guilty for not feeling more emotional about my mm. faith, but I like, looking back now, I can see it's because I was very much focused on my testimony being about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. um, it was also, you know, I was a teenager. There was a little, there was a lot more to learn there yeah, for sure. me about, you know, the goodness and faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, leaving youth group, leaving high school, you know, I felt like I was really solid. I had a good foundation yeah. and, um, I think there was a lot of pride there, mm-hmm. you know, when it came to feeling good about my Bible background sure. and I've been such a good kid. Sure. Um, and I went to university and, um, you know, it was a good experience. I, I'm super nerdy when it comes to student <laughs> stuff. So I studied like a ton. That's awesome. Um, but, um, you know, there was, you know, without the guardrails, mm-hmm. I was going to church, but yeah. I wasn't, you know, serving. I wasn't super committed. I checked out a couple campus ministries, wasn't terribly involved. Yeah. Um, and then I started, I had a friend um, that we worked together at university and she was Catholic. Mm. And I started looking into Catholicism because I was like, well, you know, I, I don't really know much about it. I didn't grow up around sure. it. Um, and I started going through for this period of two years where I was really struggling with God. I, only one of these things can be true. Mm, like there mm-hmm. are some really mutually exclusive things mm. in here. And I felt desperate for the first time to know the truth mm. um, when it came to my faith. And yeah. so I'm really thankful because there was a, like a lot of agony during that time yeah. of, you know, wondering what was true and um, examining these beliefs that I'd held since childhood that, right. a lot that I'd inherited. Mm. Um, but I'm really thankful uh, for that time as well, yeah. um, for what God taught me. Um, so afterwards I graduated university, um, and I got a job in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, and, um, then I moved out to Monroeville. I was tired of living, you know, on a college campus, <laughs> felt like the next, the next step. Um, and I thought, you know, I have to get into a church. Mm. That's, it's important. I need to get into a church. And so I started attending a church. Um, and I had, I kind of picked it based on people were really friendly. Sure. Like that's, you know, coming out of college, that's what I was looking for. Um, I was looking for community and, um, I ended up meeting my husband there, uh, Mm -hmm. which was great, uh, and getting very involved, um, in their kids ministry. And then, um, eventually with their middle school ministry. And Mm -hmm. I'm really thankful. One of my good friends that I met there, Um, she really poured into me at Mm -hmm. that time. And I think, you know, having grown up in the church, I'd served, but I'd never thought about what a gift it is to get to serve. And, um, it had always been kind of something that I did on Sundays. I kind of checked a box, but, um, for the first time she really showed me, um, what it's like to serve as part of a family. Mm. And so I'll always be very, very grateful for that time. Um, so, um, you know, lots that God taught me there. I loved working with the kids. I loved working with the middle school. I know middle yeah. school is not for everybody, it's but it's a hard was, age. <laughs> I just loved it. It was great. Like, That's awesome. um, so I felt, you know, really fortunate to have the privilege of ministering to, to some of these students there during yeah. that time. For sure. Um, that church, uh, definitely, uh, ended up having some theological differences, sure. um, that were really, 
you know, kind of insurmountable. So we prayed about it and we realized it was time for us to uh, find a new church home. Yeah. Um, and right around that time is when um, a lot of issues began to arise in mm. my family. And it kind of caught me off guard because mm. I'd grown up in a Christian home and this stuff right. wasn't supposed to happen to us. Right. You know, I'd seen it happen to other people, but we were the solid Christian family. We'd always been in church. Mm. None of us kids had ever been in trouble. There was sort of this feeling of like, this isn't, you know, this isn't supposed to happen. Mm. We're good Christians. Yeah, right. Which right. of course is theologically ridiculous. Sure. But at the time that was my feeling. I'm like, God, this, you know, this isn't supposed mm. to happen to, to our family. Yeah. Um, so a lot of difficulty um, there, but God was so faithful. Mm. Um, so um, as my my parents were separating mm. um, and I was trying to navigate, you know, how do I as an adult child right. responsibly handle this? And, you know, my mom, a wonderful woman, she's struggled for uh, many years with um, clinical depression and anxiety. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so wanting to make sure I'm supporting her through that. Right. It was just a difficult um, place to yeah. be and to see her walking through some of those difficult things too. For sure. Um, but God was so good. Yeah. And I think that he also stripped a lot of that pride away mm. of, you know, it's not about the background that you come from. Yeah. It's not about how many boxes you think you've checked in your Christian life. Yeah. Um, you know, I am going to teach you the way I want to teach you and mm. I'm going to refine you the way I need to refine you. Yeah. And um, looking back now for however difficult that was, I wouldn't trade it because, yeah. you know, I like it was not fun like I, by any stretch, right. but I don't think I would trade what I know about God now mm. for that season because... Yeah. Um, he was just so good and so faithful and so close. Mm. Like I, I've never felt the presence of God in my life quite like during that season. Yeah. Um, and then he was also faithful to help us find a new church family. Mm. So we ended up coming and finding Reclamation Church and have really just loved plugging in here and meeting so many wonderful people and getting yeah. to um, listen to really great you know, biblical teaching. Um, and it's been a real privilege to also lead the young adults. There's yeah. such a great group. I yeah. mean, I really can't take credit. They're absolutely wonderful. And it's yeah. been just a real privilege to see the faithfulness of God in all of these different areas mm -hmm. and how he's led us, you know, here today. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And it's kind of funny, like before you and Josh came to lead young adults, <laughs> like Justin and Courtney were leading it but they were, didn't necessarily like fit great in that kind of category as, you know, they had been married for longer. They had a couple kids and we came, my husband and I, and we didn't fit in that category because we're the same age as them. You know, we got married real young, but we had a, a child already and one on the way. And it was like, we don't, we don't fit this either. And so it was just so awesome to see how when you and Josh came, you guys just fit that perfectly. Like God just had that set aside for you guys as just a perfect ministry for you guys in this season. And I know that as we have connected with so many of the young adults and made friends with them and just hearing how much they love being in that group and, and doing all the studies that you guys are doing and um, learning how to truly study the Bible and all these sort of these things that are so, so important to learn at that age. It's been awesome just to hear from them how much they love it. So you guys are loved and appreciated <laughs> and um, so grateful for how you guys pour into that ministry. Um, I'm really interested to hear 
a little bit more about how you and Josh met and got getting married and like all of that stuff. Sure. So um, it's funny because when we look, we look back, we feel like we should have um, practically met earlier because hmm. we were overlapping in a lot of the same ministries, but the timing, you know, God's timing is perfect. Yeah. And um, I think if we'd met earlier, like both of us wouldn't have necessarily been ready for a relationship. Mm. But um, I was leaving church and he was coming in and he complimented my sweater, uh, <laughs> I guess was his, his go-to line. Um, That's so funny. Yeah. And then as I was uh, leaving, uh, pulling out of the parking lot, um, this uh, car pulls up and kind of blocks me. And mm. I was like, I don't know what's about to happen here. I'm still, you know, I haven't, I've been at the church like, a couple months by this point, I'm serving yeah. in their kids' ministry, but I don't know everybody yet, yeah. and I still feel really new, mm. um, and so I don't know what's happening. And then he um, he's in the car with a group of friends, and he's like, hey, we're, we're going to lunch. Do you want to come? Wow. And then, yeah, which at first I was like, I don't know, like, this is a bunch <laughs> of strangers. And then he said, we're going to a Chinese buffet. <laughs> and that got me because I love Chinese food. That's, That's awesome. one of my favorite foods to eat. And I was like, you know what? Worst case scenario, I'm going to have some good Chinese yeah, food. Yeah, I get lunch. <laughs> exactly. So I ended up going. Um, we chatted and um, kind of got to know each other there. And then really just hung out as friends with like a group for a, a while. Yeah. Um, getting to know one another. And it was, for me, really cool to see his faithfulness in mm -hmm. serving, his passion for God um, yeah. and for others. And um, so after a little while, he said, hey, I think um, uh, we should go skating. And um, I thought that he meant all of us should go skating. <laughs> so I accidentally <laughs> invited a bunch of friends on what was supposed to be our first date. So he had, to, most of them knew um, that, you know, this was yeah. supposed to be a date. So they all were like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> um, and then, so finally he had to kind of come out and say like, hey, I, I meant this as a date and, and make sure I was still good with going. So That's I so was funny. Um, growing up Canadian skating felt like a really great uh, yeah. first date. I was very excited and I told him that I was going to beat him in a race. Um, so, wow. um, which I still hold that I did win uh, that first <laughs> Oh race. no, that sounds yeah. like a controversial, <laughs> controversial statement yes, there. Yes, exactly. We'll have so to ask you can him ask him, I, he might have a different version of that story but um so um great first date and I was just yeah. really impressed by um how intentional he was yeah um very yeah. clear and then so afterwards he said hey you know I um I really enjoy spending time with you I could see this going somewhere um but if you're not down with this like that's okay <laughs> you know let's let's just get that out of the way now and then when I sort of indicated, yeah, no, I'm definitely interested, we said, let's take a month and let's pray and wow. take some time, um, talk to people that we trust and see if anyone else has any red flags before we would kind of commit to dating seriously. Yeah. Um, so we did. People were very encouraging. Um, and so we uh, started dating. And then um, very early into our relationship, um, we were asked to lead a mission trip together, <laughs> which, uh, in, again, in retrospect, I don't know uh, that that was, I probably wouldn't have said yes if, like now, but at the time I was like, sure, yeah. why not? Um, so it was a good test of our relationship. And yeah. I discovered that he's, you know, a really great partner in ministry to yeah. um, somebody I could really trust mm. uh, when it came to uh not just to my feelings and my emotions, but to ministry as well, which was yeah. really important. And just seeing how much he loved and served others was 
um, really special. Yeah. Um, so, um, and now you've been married for seven years, seven years, yeah, this seven year, years is seven October. years, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was gonna say, I think that you guys got married the same year as us just a couple months later. So I will always remember yeah. how many years you've been married <laughs> yep. in my selfishness yeah. of only being able to remember my own it's like number. It's how I remember some people's anniversaries and birthdays as yeah. well they're around my yeah. milestones. Right. So Seems a little narcissistic, <laughs> but you know, sometimes my brain can only hold so much information. Something that I think that is just so important in what you said was just talking about having a drastic testimony. And I think as a church, like Church Universal, it's easy to kind of put those drastic big testimonies up on pedestals. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the ones that we do testimony videos about. And those are the ones that we do podcasts about or (laughs) whatever. And something that I've loved about doing the podcast is hearing all of the meek stories of God's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those are the testimonies that I want for my children that I pray over the people that I love, you know, to have an early age acceptance of Christ. And, you know, as a mature or more mature Christian, (laughs) like, yeah, like that's absolutely what you want. But there is something about it of like, why, why don't I get that kind of testimony or, and, you know, hindsight 2020 as somebody with a more drastic testimony, it's like, no, you really don't. Want, I think I think anyone with a drastic testimony would say like, no, you don't want it because I had to go through so much hurt and so much pain. But but we were all rescued from the same. And and just to think through like, you know, as a four year old, you still I have a four year old. Yeah. <laughs> I know you had a sin nature that was deep, deep, deep inside of you, you know, motivating you to be disobedient to Christ and what he wanted for your life and, um, to be a slave to sin still at four. And so to think about, you know, that God still rescued you from that at four, same as, you know, I was saved when I was 15. I know there's others who were saved later in life, um, all the way up until, you know, your deathbed were saved from the same sin. So um, I think that that is just such a good point that you made. And I think too, there's this idea that your testimony somehow ends when you become saved. Yeah. And that's something else that I, you know, that I really learned. Our testimony is really just the story of God's faithfulness to yeah. us. So there's no such thing as, um, you know, a small testimony or non-dramatic testimony, because what Christ did for us is dramatic. It is drastic. And so I think that when we, like, I thought that it was small because I made it about myself Mm. and I made my sin small because I thought, you know, I'm not out here doing wild things. Right. So, but I needed rescuing just the same. I was dead in my sins and I was raised again to like to new life. Like Mm. there's nothing small about that. And I think now, you know, with the perspective too, of looking back and be like, wow, like I, I'm more aware than ever, I think of all the ways I fall short of all Mm. the ways I need Christ of all the ways I still need to be sanctified and how, how little I can save myself. You know, yeah. like I, I can't do that. I yep. need Christ to intervene. 100%. Um, even now, like even in my sanctification, I can't yeah. just pull myself up. I need Christ. I yeah. need, um, I need him in, in every step. So I think having that perspective now, 
I'm I'm so thankful. Yeah. Um, but it came from a small perspective on my sin and a too big a perspective on myself. Yeah. So. And that's such a good point. And it makes me think of the message that Pastor Sam preached just at the end of April about pride and how really like when we have a big view of ourself and a small view of God, that message really punched me in the gut like so many <laughs> times. Um, and just thinking through like, wow, I never really thought about pride in the way of it being having a small view of God. But it is true. I mean, anytime that we're elevating ourselves into, you know, meaning much or (laughs) being able to take credit for anything, really, especially in the work of our testimony where Christ alone and God alone is doing every single work from the very beginning of regenerating your heart to even be able to be receptive to the message of the gospel. He does that work all the way to the completion and then through sanctification and all of that, like he does every single thing. And so, yeah, even the thought that we could have like, oh, it's not drastic enough. Like I feel like God (laughs) could be up there and be like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, do you even know how hard that was, how difficult that was? And the payment for that. And, and yeah, it's a pride thing, which Mm -hmm. is crazy. So that just ties in really well to that message. And, um, if you hadn't heard that message, I would definitely encourage you to go listen to it. Um, it was a wonderfully terrible message. (laughs) So good. And so wrenching. Yes. Yes. I know. I know. I'll probably listen to it again, even just to in that moment, I know my mind was going to so many different things that I probably even missed some of the good tidbits that he had. So some really good stuff there and really important um, in our daily lives, just in our relationships, how we process relationships, but even just internal processing, what motivates our actions. I mean, it touches every corner, yeah. <laughs> every corner <laughs> of our life and our mind and our actions and all of it. So, um, so I know that you have some really good resources to share about, um, you know, learning how to study the Bible and, um, how you, you know, even if you grew up in church, like it's not something that we're just like automatically know how to do. So would you just share some of those books and resources that have, um, been influential in your walk with Christ that some other ladies listening might find helpful? Uh, absolutely. And um, like you said, like growing up in church, I I think I'd seen other people, mm. you know, studying the Bible, but I never really kind of sat down and learned responsible Bible study right. until I was an adult. So mm. um, resources that were really helpful f- to me uh, were David Platt's Secret Church yeah. on how to study the Bible. Yep. Um, and I actually ended up making my own handout for it. Um, and we That's took awesome. the young adults through it. <laughs> it's pretty long, right? It's very lengthy. So it's, um, if you have access to Right Now Media. Right. Which um, if you're a member, you should. Yes. And great stuff out there. Um, but it's a four-part um, video series. And so it's about four hours mm. of teaching. So it's yeah. lengthy. We broke that up over a couple of weeks, sure. but, um, I just really appreciated, um, everything that he covered from like a reverence for the word he yeah. covers translation. So really great background. If you're not sure where to start and you want something very comprehensive, yeah. um, it'll, it may feel overwhelming at first, but honestly, it's just really great to kind of get, this whole overview. Yeah. Um, and then I know it's mentioned on the podcast before, but there's a good reason for it. Um, Jen Wilkins, uh, women of the word, yep. um, also covers, 
the same Bible study technique, yeah. um, a little bit shorter to get mm-hmm. through. And I just love um, a lot of Jen Wilkins' resources because yeah. um, I think that we as women are meant to think deeply about yep. theological things. I don't want to um, settle for, yep. you know, um, a really nice picture of my devotions on Instagram with yep. just the right filter. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, but I want more yeah. than that. And yeah. I think we're called to that. Absolutely. So I love what she kind of challenges. That's awesome. And I would totally just like put it out there, like whether you've been a Christian, you know, for a couple days or for many, many years, if you don't know how to study the Bible, there is no guilt and no shame in, mm-hmm. in using these resources to figure it out. Like it's just do it, like figure it out, get somebody to help you or talk to somebody about it or use one of these resources. Like no matter how long you've been a Christian, it's not like the day that Christ saves your life <laughs> that all of a sudden he like implants this like knowledge just of how exactly like to study the word. So use these resources. They're great, whether you've been saved for a little bit or for a really long time. So, yeah, absolutely. I, just to echo that, I love, um, you know, getting to study with people who, um, maybe felt for a long time that they should have somehow known this Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. didn't, um, because that's how I felt. I grew up in the church. I'm supposed to know this. I have so much scripture memorized and yet I don't know how to study the Bible, but there's no shame in it. And that's, one of the great things about, you know, the community. Yeah. It's um, awesome. As well. Um, I do have one other book that I am really enjoying right now. Um, and it's called 12 faithful women Mm. portraits of steadfast endurance. And, um, so if you know me, you already know this one because I just won't, uh, be quiet about it. Um, <laughs> that but, means it's good. <laughs> exactly. Um, I've just found it so inspiring and challenging, just yeah. the stories of women throughout history mm. um, who have been faithful to God. Yeah. Um, and because God has been faithful to them. And yeah. that's what's really comes through in the stories is the goodness and faithfulness of God yeah. through so many circumstances. Um, my current favorite story is that of Esther on Kim. So mm. if you have a chance to read it, um, you know, definitely check out her story. Mm. It's just really been challenging me um, as I examine what I feel entitled to yeah. in my walk with God. Yeah, that's good. Um, so definitely. Really good. Uh, definitely really enjoying that one right now as well. Yeah. I just flipped through it before we started recording (laughs) and I was like, I need to buy this book. So, um, just those women of the faith, so encouraging in every season, you know, I think about some of those giants that have been so influential in my life, Elizabeth Elliot, and, you know, some of those voices that can kind of get in your head and help you along your journey. So, um, really good recommendation and I will definitely be taking you up on that. So, You'll have to check in with me about how that's going and then we can talk about it and you won't have to feel guilt about bringing it up. It'll be great. Um, Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. This time always flies by and I'm like, there's so much more I wanted to talk about, but hopefully it's a good jumping off point for um, more ladies to get to know you and feel like they know some of your story and can connect with you in person here at the church on a Sunday or at a different event um, and go deeper through that way. So um, I just so appreciate you coming and sharing and um, and for all of the, the things that you and Josh are doing in the church, just so, so grateful for your ministry. And thank you so much for listening to the Coffee With Podcast. Our next episode will be available next month, so be sure to subscribe and follow so you'll be ready to listen and find out who will be joining me next time.